0: Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work.
1: Hi, I'm Joanne Chua, Regional Client Development Director at Robert Walters, and I'm your host for this episode of Robert Walters Talent Talks, a leadership series where we invite leaders to share their experiences, advice and insights. Today I'm delighted to have Kenneth Chu, Managing Director Asia Pacific of Hanegang join us. Thank you Kenneth for making the time for us.
0: Hey, Joanne. So Jo-Ann, let's get started. Thanks, Thank You're you. You're very Thank welcome.
1: You. It's our pleasure and delight. Now right. Hanegang is Thank in the you. business of uh, crafting and uh, supplying award-winning beers. So when the global COVID-19 pandemic hit, I suspect, I suspect though, only like many F&B businesses, Hanegang was impacted as well. As managing director of the region, how has your professional and personal life been disrupted by COVID-19, if any?
0: Hey Joanne, thanks for the questions. Over the past nine months uh, since COVID started, we certainly have a lot of things happening for us. So some good, some bad. the, The good thing is that over time and space, we are able to reach out to our operating companies And what was seemed unthinkable, you know, that we are not physically present, uh, is now really doable. Give you an example. Uh, It was unthinkable to miss board meetings uh, uh, on listed boards. And we're now able to do so. And uh, we even have AGMs of a few hundred shareholders that are now attending. So that's one big thing that we're a lot more productive going from there. And two, uh, some of the countries, for example, in Japan, where we normally have board meetings over dual language, we, we have translators that translate live, etc. And, and it was also unthinkable to have virtual meetings. But now, because of COVID, you know, life goes on and then we have to make things happen. So one, in terms of meetings for me, that is something that um, impossible becomes possible. Two is in terms of reaching out to uh, our colleagues. It's really a story of time and space. You know, it has been uh, restricted by the physical traveling that you reach out and then you try to reach out the whole company. So I'm looking after 10 countries. So for example, going to Taiwan. You know, when I go to Taiwan and then we basically have meetings with uh, my colleagues and then it ends up with a dinner for about uh, 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 maybe 50 to 60 people. And that is all restricted to one night. But now we can do that, you know, in a month that the entire company can all locked in. And then we spend an hour talking together. And I'm able to basically tell them what's happening with their business, what's happening in outside Taiwan and share with them, you know, what are practices, et cetera, that uh, is good things to learn. So a lot of communications happening when it wasn't happened before. So in terms of the business part, you know, I think it is positive in one sense. What I miss a little bit is, you know, when we have the informal meetings over dinners, you know, we start to talk shop. You start to talk about, you know, the family, you start to talk about your kids, you start to talk about US elections. And those are things that you actually have more bonding. And at the end of the day, you know, that's the part that is missing a little bit that uh, uh, I think is not so, uh, that that I, I would certainly want to have more human uh, uh, one-to-one contact from there. Um, The other one is is productivity has really increased. You know, as we talk, you know, the clock on our computer is actually ticking, tick, tick, tick. And then everyone is watching when is their next appointment coming out. So discipline is coming on, you know, everyone says, yeah, I've got 10 minutes more, etc. So so as we go along, uh, uh, conversations and meetings are getting more structured. Everyone knows... What are the points they need to talk to and keep to the half an hour or the 45 minutes? So I think that is one big progress in terms of productivity. Everyone goes straight to the point and uh, have more discussion uh, going from there. So yes, uh, the positive comes out uh, professionally. I think in that sense, uh, more reach, more interaction opportunity over more people. So in in a shorter time, productivity certainly has increased. On the personal side, you know, one is that I certainly spend more time with my family. And then, yeah, that's one thing that because I I used to be traveling uh, three weeks a month. So that's one thing that uh, I I felt that is really a gift for me. And the other one is that, of course, after a a day of sitting down and having Teams and Zoom meetings, you are able to go out and have a run. During this period of time, my my health has actually been uh, restored and renewed. And I'm actually doing my best time run in the past 20 years. So there's something, wow, you know, there's a real positive that comes out. uh, Youth is being renewed as we speak. (laughs) Yeah. And then then that's that's really a great thing. And then in terms of, you know, personally, I, I go to church on Sunday. And now we actually have a church service that is virtually as well. So this is this one thing that I I saw actually more people I, and I'm able to bring more friends uh, coming to church and bring the church to their house. So that's something that I felt is also a positive side of of COVID that's happening.
1: That's really wonderful. Despite uh, you know what uh, people view as the challenges put forth by COVID nineteen pandemic, the uh, inability to travel because borders have been shut. Um, etc. Um, it seems that you and Hanneken um, as an organization has risen above the challenges put forth uh, by uh, COVID. And uh, you are, you know, as a, as a team, as an organization, you guys are growing from strength to strength. And that's really amazing. Now, I was actually going to ask you, Chickly, whether your wife was a bit like, mm, you are staying at home a bit too much. And uh, I need a bit of my personal space, <laughs> given that you are no longer traveling. Yeah. Yep.
0: Indeed, indeed. I think you gotta ask her that question. But uh, (laughs) I I do get the signal when I was moving some. When I'm having my my uh, teams meeting in certain part of the house, I get to shift, 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 and suddenly I'm shifted to one corner of the house. And they say, "Yeah, that's your permanent space," because when I have meetings, (laughs) everyone didn't want to be uh, seen walking at a backdrop, and everyone have to keep quiet. So suddenly, my my space at home has been uh, defined by my wife. (laughs) So happy to have me home, but then, uh, yeah, I know where my place is at home as well now.
1: Well well done, well done. Thanks so much for sharing that little snippet. Um, (laughs) I'm curious to find out, Kenneth, um, you are a veteran, right, uh, in Hanukkah, and uh, you have acquired different skills and experiences over the last 20 plus years. Um, As a leader, have you seen your leadership style evolving at least in the last 12 months or so? If any, would you be able to share any of this with us?
0: Yeah, I, I always embrace this practice of leadership by cruisers uh, and Posner. And that's that's basically the leadership challenge. That's the book. And and the, the five things that, that they, they explain so clearly, one is, you know, you need to model your way and then you need to inspire vision. You need to challenge the process. You need to enable others and you need to encourage the heart. So when you talk about these five principles of leadership, practices. It's always there. So even COVID or not COVID, virtual or real, uh, you need to have that process that goes on. So in terms of the way that we do it, um, it's maybe a little bit more different. The way you contact now is not so physical, but then it's it's how we talk uh, on screen like this and then getting that relationship. I think one thing is is still about uh, building trust between people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the part that is go, going back to basic um, is, is that, you know, you need to be authentic. You need to uh, have lots of empathy and you need to have your humility. So that's the part of that leadership that is still there. That one, will you build trust with the person that you're working with? And two, you know, servant leadership is something that is always part of me as we go, as, as, as I grow in my career path. Is, is actually working towards the point of how you work with your colleagues and putting yourself, you know, in a way of how you can help them. So it's always talking about, you know, how can I help putting on, on that in front of them? So the communication part and the empathy part is big time now because COVID is different in different markets. As, as we have about 24 markets in Singapore, you know, some are really actually not so much affected and then even doing better than last year. And some are really very affected because the government has totally restricted the business and uh, have more lockdowns than we expected. So from there, you know, you when we are talking to the different business at different place, it's the empathy, is going in and telling them that, hey, I'm with you, I'm on your back all the time and have a listening ear and go through with them uh, what are the challenges that they have. So, for example, there are some countries and operating companies where the healthcare in that country could be so bad mm. that you know it becomes a real personal fear that what if I get COVID, there is no medical care from there. How do we reach out and give that assurance to the person or to the team? And that that's actually that's part of my job to basically be there and be be with them and give them the assurance. That we're always there for them, you know. When it comes to anything that happened, you know, we would have done what we can, including, you know, for example, talking about having private jets if we have to evacuate, etc. So, so stuff like this happens in COVID, and throughout my career, I never had stuff like this, uh, never have uh, uh, experience like this where you know sometimes you talk really about life, death, dangers, concern. We don't put people in danger. And that's the thing. Then we have that discussion. When there is a fear of life and death, we'll tell them, you know, people first. If you really feel really uncomfortable, let's talk about it and let's see how we can uh, help you out. So as an example, I do have a colleague that uh, is of certain age, is of high risk and uh, is in a country that does not have good health facilities. I took the decision and said, look, uh, the next flight, Please fly out and go home. You know, we will deal with this and then we'll do your job virtually from there. So that is some of the things that we do that give also a lot of assurance to those people around that, you know, we have their backs covered. You know, it's people first, it's safety first, it's life first. So yeah, those, those, that part of the leadership that comes out and, and during COVID, I'm really proud to work in a company that backed me up on this. Yeah.
1: yeah, and uh, you know, listening in, to, uh, there are there would be there are some um, you know um, people in our audience who are probably uh, going through this, you know, as the first uh, cr- sort of crisis, the crisis, right, of their career. Some are you know young leaders coming through, young managers in their late twenties. Uh, some are early managers in their thirties. What would you say to be some of the key leadership traits that you think uh, are required? you know, um in this age that we are living in, uh considering that, you know, they are operating in a landscape that is very different to the ones that you and I started off our career in. You know, a world that's very divided, where countries have turned inward. You know, um, nationalism has arise, and for various reasons. So, you know, they're operating in very sort of uncharted territory. What would be, yeah, your advice and, and sort of the key traits that you would like to share that you feel will help them, you know, um, lead their teams and organizations into the the next era post COVID.
0: Yeah, I think in, in the first thing, uh, the COVID experience is unique. You know, no one has actually gone through an experience unless you're talking about the 1930s depression. So in the in the recent right, we have we have the financial crisis, indeed, yeah, we have the SARS, but the COVID part has, is certainly uh, new for everyone. My advice to the managers or your your clients who are in their twenties, thirties, take this as really a great learning experience, you know, in, in the sense that uh, when we look at this, how often do you have one that you say, I really could not predict what is going to happen in the next six months. I really do not know uh, what's going to happen in the next 12 months. So this is a unique experience that, you know, that true leadership comes out from there. And what is that? What is true leadership? True leadership is your conviction on certain things that you can then say, look, I feel uh, these are the big bets. I feel that these are the bold moves that we need to take. And these are the things that you can communicate more clearly. And it's the time to make a difference. Um, what are things that you can learn during this period of time is, you know, is learn about agility. Agility is about, you know, um, how do we fail fast, learn fast. You know, do something that you think, you know, maybe I can try this and then work out, and then uh, it fill, you come back and then you said, look, uh, how do I uh, fix it from there? This is a time to really call on all the creativity that you have, you know, and say, look, these are things that have not happened before, but I think certain uh, trends is going to happen, and then we are moving towards that direction. Give you an example. In, in, in my industry, uh, what we could see, uh, things that are clearly in trend, is uh, one is emphasis on health. You know, uh, uh, due to COVID, we have not seen before, but the demand for health products, the demand for wanting to be healthier, straight off the road. Two is that the emphasis on actually more staying at home. What, I, what can I do at home? Can I bring my friends home? Have party at home? Those are big trends. The at-home moments are coming up very clearly. Uh, and three is uh, online. You know, any anything that you can get online, Fantastic. So three big trends that's happening in the consumer goods industry, in my industry, is that. So when we talk about that, is you look, know, what can we do in this area to make progress? So those are the ones that we are actually asking our, our colleagues, young, old, you know, to think along that direction. and But that is also a level playing field. It doesn't mean that somebody who is 30 years veteran will know any better than someone who is three years old in the industry. So, that is a great, great opportunity for the younger guys who come out and say, look, I've got a great idea. and that, uh, uh, But the thing is, have the courage to step up, have the courage to suggest, have the courage to, you know, uh, take on uh, responsibility say, yes, Yes, I can, I can do that and I believe in this and, and, and this is great opportunity for, for the, our younger audience uh, here to move on to the next, to take this opportunity to move on and, 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 and try something that is not tried before.
1: Fantastic. And able to summarise the key traits that uh, you think will be required in the future leaders would be agility, feel fast, learn fast, Two, leading into your creativity, identifying key trends in the industry, and coming up with um, ideas that will help, you know, propel the organization further. And last but not least, uh, courage, you know, the ability to take on responsibilities. And hey, if, it's, if you fail, even at least you've tried, you never know, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. thank you.
1: yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well summarized. And uh, thank you so much, Kenneth, uh, once again, for taking your time to do this yeah. uh, uh, for us today. It was a lovely session and uh, we've gained uh, insights uh, through your sharing and I hope it'll benefit um, our listeners as they tune into, you know, um, our recording today. Thank you so much, Kenneth.
0: Thanks, Joanne. Thanks for having me.
1: You're very welcome.